Hello, everybody. This is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to Jill's show. <laughs> um, I debated about what to call it, but let's just dive right in. I am excited about this, and I want to tell you why. And I've already started recording, by the way. Um, I have always wanted to make readings and spiritual concepts, including the most expanded um, consciousness ideas available on the planet, accessible, um, regular everyday words, um, welcoming, playful, lighthearted, not too serious, not overly serious, not stuffy. Um, and I really, I have a lot of opinions, <laughs> as some of you who know me know, um, about different spiritual approaches, and because I see energetically what our beliefs, the effect that they have on us, whether they make our already difficult lives heavier, or whether they truly enlighten us. Um, so I'm so excited for this playful sort of environment where we can be silly and laugh and be humorous, but also incredibly deep and access levels of wisdom, even within ourselves, you within you, me within me, and the access that we have truly to transcendental layers that most humans don't even know is possible. And it's not that transcendental um, aspect, those layers of us, they're not underneath anything. You don't need to clear anything off. It's not about what you know, it's about what you allow. So the, the approaches that I take, the insights that I have are, are very different and even contradictory oftentimes to other spiritual teachings, other belief systems. Um, so I'm so excited about this and I love mini readings. I love the ability to, um, show you how loved you are and the insights that are available to you in your life. Um, that thrills me and excites me that, that, that version of God is available to us. I do use the term God. I don't have a problem with that, but if you prefer the word creator or source or God, goddess, I think we're all talking about the same thing. Um, I don't have a problem with the word God, so I use the term God. But in your in the mini readings, based on who's selected, you'll see me um, swapping out language and words based on how I'm led uh, for that individual. So, so that's kind of fun to experience and even observe as well. Um, so a few um, just kind of tips for you. I may be sharing this publicly in whole or in part. So if you um, want to be more anonymous, especially if you are asking a reading or asking for a reading or asking a question, you're probably going to want to turn off your camera. Um, and that's really easy to do. There's little things to stop your video. So since this may be shared publicly, any of you that are showing your camera, your camera may be showed publicly on anywhere that I share this in social media. So just click that off. Um, if you want to be anonymous, that's totally fine. You can even change your first name. Some of you have your full name for the Zoom call and you don't have to. Um, so you can make up a name, you can go by initials, whatever. Um, so that's another way to be more anonymous for those of you that are concerned about privacy and I completely respect that. Um, also for those of you that are asking a question, since it might be shared publicly, you may not want it. I mean, some of you are, are very private people and everybody has got a different really range of comfortability in terms of what other people know that they're talking about. Um, so it's totally up to you. I just wanted to make sure that you're aware of that going in. Okay. Respecting you and your choices and your desires that private readings, one-on-ones, those are a totally different situation. Group readings, even though small group readings are a very different situation, but this is a more public sort of environment, even though you purchased a private ticket. Okay. 
Um, what else? It will be recorded in video and in audio, and I'll be sending you those links to each of you that have the ticket. So you'll get that right away. I don't know how I'm going to be led to share this um, elsewhere, but it, um, there's often times where things come through, even in private readings, right? I wish that like everybody had access to that answer because it can be so game-changing, so helpful and a really powerful redirect, okay? All right, I think we're ready. <laughs> so I have about 90 minutes planned total. I don't know how many readings that will mean. Some readings could be super quick and super, um, just I wanna say more straightforward mm -hmm. and others we may choose to take the time um, for more. And, um, that works. I mean, that, that happens all the time for now, I'm going to mute everybody. Um, and then when I pick on somebody, if your hand is raised, I'll be picking in sort of a random order or just as I'm led intuitively, um, when it's your turn, then please unmute. And if you want to have your video camera on or off again, that's your choice, but the whole thing is being recorded and the whole thing may be shared publicly. Um, in terms of, for those of you that have your hand up, um, a tip for you, because you have the option of me answering a question or me giving you a mini reading. Um, if you have something you really, really want your team's insight on, I strongly encourage you to ask the question you have. Um, that your teams, especially if you and I haven't met in a private reading, tend to have so many, like their, I want to say ideas about, about what they want to share with you. And if you really want to hear about one specific thing, don't, don't ask your team to, I, my work is not about guessing what you want to know. My work is about telling you what your team wants you to know, which may be very different than the questions that you have. So it's not that your questions don't matter to your team. It's just that there is such a different perspective all the time that our teams have about us and who and what we are and the opportunities that we have available to us, okay? So if you really have a question you want insight on, then I'm really encouraging you just to ask that question. Your team will not hold back. Uh, my team won't hold back either. It's a, it's a joint effort there, okay? Okay, <laughs> so let's get started. Let's take a couple nice deep breaths together, please. And I encourage you to just relax your body. And let's just allow ourselves to feel another layer of ourselves. Very good. And I'm just gonna ask you to imagine almost like an elevator right behind your eyes, right in the middle of your brain. And as you take your next inhale, that elevator's just beautifully going within you, right to like right behind your heart and then right deep within your heart. There we go. That's another layer of self, isn't it? Wonderful. Feel your hands for a moment and just let your hands feel warm and maybe even tingly. You may feel a sense of light coming out of your hands you may feel a sense of light coming out of your breath. That's your source energy being part of your oneness, your individual expression of source energy that you are. You don't have to try to be that. You are that naturally. Just allow for that source energy that you are. 
Great job. Nice deep breath. Okay. Wiggling your fingers, wiggling your toes. Great job, you guys. Okay, we've got some hands up. So I'm going to start grabbing those hands. Oh, very good. Okay. Let me stroll along here. Marie-Claude, uh, your hand is definitely, I'm definitely feeling led to come over to you here, sister. Um, I'm going to, or I think I'm going to ask to unmute you and then you can unmute yourself. Great job. Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I said, oh, I'll ask for her to call me and you did right away. So <laughs> <laughs> very good. I'm a bit surprised. <laughs> so, do you um, have a question or do you want a mini reading? I guess I have a question. Okay. I don't know if it will be coming to a mini reading. Um, I, I, I need help with my daughter. Mm. Uh, and I don't know what to do anymore, like uh, how to guide her. or. So uh, I find with me, I'm too connected. I find I'm too close to find someone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What's her first name? Eloise. Eloise. And how old is she? 15. Okay. Oh, that's a hard age, isn't it? Okay. All right. Let's both just uh, feel ourselves here. And I'm just going to go within and ask for assistance regarding Eloise. Oh, she's such a sweetheart. I think a lot of us can remember being 15. And that was sometimes not our favorite year. Um, the first thing that I felt from Eloise, Marie-Claude, is it was like she was saying, I don't know who I am. <laughs> um, and I'm just giving her a hug. And I'm just saying, it's okay. You're, you're in the process of creating who and what you are, Eloise. So we're going to give some advice to your mom in a minute um, to help her be there alongside you. But I just want you to let, I want to let you know, Eloise, energetically, obviously, since she's not here, that it's okay. That it's, it's a, that's one of the reasons why humanity is set up the way it is, where we, where we hang out with our, our parents or hopefully, hopefully some other guardian or loved one for such a long period of time, because we're creating a self. That's what we're doing. You're not finding yourself. You're making a you. Okay. So one of the things I want to point out for you, Eloise, is that there's, there's an extreme uh, creative vibration to you. Um, I, I see that you're very imaginative and maybe even like to write stories or tell stories. And that's not an escapism for you. That's an ability of yours. So wherever you feel led to be creative and express yourself, even in um, just unique ways for you, as long as they're healthy, obviously for you and not harming you and not harming anyone else, stories tend to be quite innocent, especially if they're not gossipy. Um, but really trusting you even with music or with painting or um, just expressing in words, maybe even poetry or journaling. But I'm also going to make some more space for you as Eloise that is separate in um, distinct from your amazing mother, whom I know from my work. Um, and we're just going to imagine like a ball of energy and you're kind of within or crossing over into your mom's orb of energy and Marie-Claude, you may feel this um, in terms of just giving you more space. 
Okay, and Eloise, more space. Very good. This is that age where, whether it's sons or daughters, there's a natural um, and a very healthy sort of detachment or breaking away. And it can be very awkward for all involved. It can involve a lot of hormones and emotions and confusing feelings and sensations that, that aren't personal, but it can be hurtful unintentionally. So we're just giving you space, Marie-Claude, for all the love that you are and all the positive intentions that you have for Eloise. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. So that, that part feels complete. So Marie-Claude, I feel your team and her team really encouraging you to give her as much space as you can. Um, it, you are a wonderful problem suffer, an amazing healer. And yet in so many ways, it is, um, if <clears throat> there, <clears throat> oh, my throat, yeah, there needs to be a, a new boundary in terms of your being willing to be there for her, but not necessarily desiring to fix things for her, at least without some sort of um, consultation, almost like with her. Um, yeah, so there's different ways to do that. Wherever you find yourself as mom, um, sort of overstepping your bounds and things that you naturally would have done for her at eight years old or whatever, that now at 15, you're going to want to just respectfully ask for her permission uh, before like intervening or even offering advice at times. And it can feel so awkward as a parent to say, I have some ideas about what you're talking about here. Do you want to hear them? And literally waiting for their answer. Does that part make sense, Marie-Claude? Well, I find that she's the one asking a lot of advice for me and I want her to back off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, what I, that's interesting. Cause what, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hug. That's, that's a different issue. But it's interesting because what I'm seeing here from her is that there is this sense of, of, I want space from you. So that seems like a contradiction energetically to what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, well, she wants some and she doesn't. So it, it, every minute is different. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense. So I'm like, well, what was I seeing this? Other? Like she's, but, she wants it and then she doesn't. She wants it, she doesn't. So oh yeah. Well, that's going to happen. That's, that's fine then. Right. So in those moments where she's, let's say hot and cold, right. In those moments <laughs> where she's cold to mom, that you let her be cold to you. Right. And, and don't try not to make it a problem. Give her that space. And then mm -hmm. where she is warm up to you, um, your team is asking you to possibly be more accommodating in those times. And this is kind of hard for me to ask, but is there a part of you that because she was cold two seconds ago and then now she's warm, is there a part of you, a very human and amazing level of you that says, you know what, you were just like cold to me two seconds ago. So no, I'm not going to be warm with you. Is there a part of you that might be a little bit passive? Yeah, sometimes I get frustrated. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, try to try to hold on to, to not do that and just let yourself know that her being cool to you is not personal. Um, it is this energetic uh, distinction that she's creating that she is Eloise and you are, you are your own person, you are your own being. Um, and you're, you're alike in some ways, but you're different. You both of you are very different in a lot of ways too. Um, but in terms of the her she still needs you. So if they're, if they're really, and I feel like part of you that were saying it's too much for me, I, I feel like part of that actually isn't true. That part of you wishes you could be more helpful to her. Is yeah. that, is that yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, I like to get her better. 
and get away from the frustration of being what we have like on this level but on another level i'm ready to help her a lot more so exactly so if you can just let yourself be more even more centered as you in a way regardless of what eloise is feeling and that's very different yeah. uh, for you as a mom too because you're so empathic as the healer that you are that if she if eloise is a little bit off center you probably feel off center so do yeah. everything you can to operate your energy field in a very independent way to be stable, to be calm, to be loving, to be available, yet have healthy boundaries in all ways as much as possible, including with Eloise. And that way, whether she's cold to you or not, it'll be, you'll be less, I want to say susceptible or symptomatic to how she is in that moment. And that'll help you be more stable and enjoy yourself more throughout these awkward years. Um, but it could be 12, it could be 12 to 15 months before there is a, a more predictable sense of harmony between you and her. So if you can just get through this phase, um, and feeling her team, yeah, just really nodding and I'm asking her team if there's anything else that they want to offer. Oh, they're saying thank you to you for being an amazing mother. And that you really are. Oh, I just got goosebumps with that. You are really a fantastic support system for her. You're doing a great job. Um, and yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Great <laughs> question. I'm sure a lot of us that either have kids around that age or have had kids or interact with children are like, yes, this <laughs> group hug. For Marie Claude. Thank, you. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Good job. And Marie Claude, I, there you are. I'm going to, oh, you already muted yourself. You're so, such a pro. Okay. Um, I, Crystal, Crystal, I see you here. K-R-I-S-T-A-L. Let's do you next, please. Hi, Jill. Hi. Um, so my question is, um, I'm a single mom, and I've been single for about eight or nine years now. And um, I'm just wondering about a relationship. I, I kind of go back and forth as if, if I should try to pursue a relationship or not. Um, you know, obviously with many kids. I have a busy life and I'm also um, working on my, my doctorate right now. So I don't know. I'm just wondering if there's anything that my team has on that issue. Okay. Well, the, when we, when we look at it here, there's a part of you feeling like if I don't create that romantic bond with somebody now that I'm going to miss my chance later on. Um, and I definitely feel like that's not true. Um, like there, there is more than enough time and that the person that you'd, you'd meet and say yes to now may be very different than the person that you meet and say yes to like after your doctorate's done and after the single parenting doesn't feel as, as much like a job <laughs> does right now. So yeah. I feel your team saying, geez, don't worry. There's no clock on this. It's okay. okay. <laughs> right. Take your yeah. time. You're not missing any trains, you know, going through a station <laughs> or anything like that. And I feel like they're just asking you to really focus on the, the tasks at hand um, and also give yourself as much time for self-love and self-care and, and things that you like to do and time for yourself where possible, nature, even keep it simple. They're asking you to not overthink that. Don't make it into another job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just really allowing yourself that, that enjoyment of who and what you are right now Crystal, I feel like you are one of those beings that is so available to so many people. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Yeah, I got it. Um, there's a part of you that feels like in a romantic relationship, 
it's almost like you're, there's a part of you thinking in a romantic relationship, that's when I make time for me to receive. But what if instead of having that mode of crystal be only when you're in a romantic relationship, how about you create space for that crystal independent of a romantic relationship and that you give yourself space for receiving and feeling supported and feeling loved and feeling even seen um, and acknowledged in this world in a very personal, um, not based on what you do, but based on what you are sort of way. And now then the pressure isn't on a romantic partner or a romantic situation or your, your relationship status. <sighs> You're allowing yourself into your present reality and your present self to more readily receive the support and the enjoyment of life that you tended to attribute to your relationship status. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a big shift. I see your mind going, that is different. And I'm like, yes, I, it, and it's better because you're not having to rely on anyone else. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you've got this and all the ways that you take care of other people. I feel like there are individuals that, that actually love to uh, be there for you. And I feel like sometimes you have a tendency of, well, I don't want to bother anyone. Oh, sister, yeah. I, I promise you it's not a bother for them. They, uh, there are so many people in your life that love, loved the chance to give back. But I know for any of us that are, that are <laughs> serious helpers, it's hard for the serious helper to receive help. Yeah. Okay. So if you can let your energy field shift on that, in addition to what we were talking about, oh, there's a whole other experience of Crystal that will help you be the single, amazing single mother that you are and to get through this doctorate program, which is, by the way, that's so badass. I just got to say, that is so cool. Great job. That's a, that's a serious accomplishment. And I hope that you are feeling um, pride in a, in a positive way that that's not easy to do, especially with all the roles that you play. So it's amazing. And I do see, by the way, very clearly, um, that even it may be longer than you want it to be, but even in that four year, five year mark, I have very beautiful images of you with somebody to share your life with. And I feel a sensation of you going, wow, those years around 2020, 2021, et cetera. I can't believe I got through it it's so nice that I, I stuck with it. And now I have this amazing person to be with and share my life with, et cetera. And there's no guarantees of how things will go, but that, that image is readily available from your team. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Wow. That's a lot going on you guys, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's take a deep breath here. Take a little, little pause. Yeah, my team is teasing me because I'm like, I'm like, is it playful yet? And they're like, well, you've got props ready to go. I do. I literally have props here. They haven't come up yet and maybe they won't, (laughs) but I'm ready. (laughs) We've had some very serious little topics right there though. And I, that's, that's important too. That's great. Okay. All right, Emily, I see your hand up and I'd love to call on you. Hopefully there's just one Emily here. So Emily, if you want to unmute yourself, sister, that would be great. Good job. You did it. (laughs) Hi. 
Hi, hi. Well, at first I thought I would just take the easy road and ask for a mini reading. And as we've been sitting here, I, I feel like there's a question floating out there and I'm not quite sure how to how to say it, but I guess, um, oh, I'm gonna like start to tear up. You're doing great. Um, I have been always, always sort of felt um, like I take opportunities that, that are presented to me in my life rather than creating opportunities. And so I've been going through this journey recently of just really trying to understand myself and connect with myself. And so I'm just really curious if there's anything that my team would like to let me know. Of course. Oh, and I love that you let yourself be vulnerable right there. I, I feel like you're so strong for so many people and, and you really let yourself receive kind of like we were talking about with Crystal earlier. So just want to give you a big hand at that part, sister. Okay. Okay. Let me let your team share here. Oh, we love you. There's a there's a big part of you that you have a lot of patterns that that you've created, which are beautiful and lovable and um, and very angelic, which is, it's almost like, let me let the world determine what I need to be as Emily. And I'll just say yes to those things. And then maybe the things that I would want to create, or I'd want to set in motion don't matter as much as these other opportunities or other requests that the world is making of me. And then now at this season of your, of your Emily, there's a part of you feeling like, but am I ever going to get to the stuff that maybe the world isn't going to ask me for, or isn't going to, you know, put in front of me, but I want to try it out. I want to offer that. I want to be that. I want to share that. And it's a beautiful question and your timing is perfect. Okay. So what we would like to say about this is that it doesn't have to be an either or. There can be the ways that you that you enjoy um, being of service and playing the other roles that you play, and that it may just be more about carving out more of your literal energy and making making more time as your Emily for the things that the world doesn't know to ask you to do, um, but you may you really kind of wish it would maybe, and that you carve carve out and make some time to explore and experiment with creating that version of Emily. Okay. Now I feel your mind, your very strong mind saying, but what would that look like? What does that mean? <laughs> right? Is that true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it happens to yeah. all of us. With those I place a lot of rules on, on myself and I okay. tend to get lost, kind yeah. of wound around the axle in my thought. Yeah, exactly. And let me point out a trick to you. And I'm asking for your teams have confirmation that they want me to talk about this. They're like, yes, go ahead. This is perfect. Okay. Um, our minds are designed so well for so many things, but the minute that we have like a, a grand idea of, oh, I want to do this, or I want to be that, or what if I could try this out? The mind starts to like insert itself like, oh, well, I can help with that. Well, do you know what you want to do? Do you know what it looks like? You got to know the plan. You know what I mean? And it's just like our minds are asking us something that we can't answer. So it stops all of the creative energy. 
because it's almost like the like the rude uh, overbearing adult sibling or something that's like well you can't just go to the show unless you know what you're gonna do it's so weird it's a weird dynamic but it stops it just stops everything in its track and then the mind starts to overthink everything as if you have to know all of these answers and have all of these details and so forth and that's not how creativity works so i want to give you a bypass okay so the mind is acting and i love this very um accessible analogy it's like if you were going into your kitchen or wherever you prepare food and you're about to make lunch and your mind's like well i need to taste it first and you're like, we haven't made it yet. I mean, what are you going to taste? What are you doing, right? So it's silly, right? But see, in that situation, we know that we know that we would call bullshit on the mind doing that. But in all these other things, it's basically doing the exact same thing. And we don't recognize to call bullshit on it. Okay. So the mind won't like it, <laughs> but the appropriate inner response to that sort of inner voice or inner sensation of, well, what would that look like? What, do we, what does lunch taste like? Because we can't just go in there and make lunch. You know what I mean? You're creating another version of Emily. You're creating it, not, in a, not opposed to other layers, in addition to all the other layers that you are as Emily, you're making new layers and you won't know what she is until you experiment and explore and your mind, any of us that have minds that are wanting to minimize risk and it won't like this part, there's a lot of trial and error with creating new versions, new iterations, new layers of ourselves. There's no guarantees how it will go. There's no guarantees how others will respond or how the world will ignore or, or be delighted. But there's trial and error. So therefore there is risk involved because there's no guarantees. But the freedom to create is what I feel your team really encouraging you to, to give energy for and to notice your, you can't ask your mind to not get in the way because the mind is the mind. And some of us have very busy minds, but you can respond accordingly to that sort of bully, older sibling kind of energy of like, so my, my brain does this just to be clear all the time, even for this show, my team, my team was like, Oh, this is going to be great. Have fun, make space for everybody to ask their questions, be lighthearted, Jill, share our love with them and, and let them feel seen and heard and, and answered and fulfilled and inspired even, um, et cetera. And my brain's like, we don't even know what we're going to talk about. She's got these props. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't have a plan. <laughs> right? So I'm here anyway. And my brain is still like, are we even going to use these props? Are these ridiculous? Right? So I have, I know those, those mental layers of ourselves, and they're great for a lot of things. And they're also significantly ill-equipped for other layers of this. But Emily, there's no, um, there's no rush. There's no timeline. Um, I do feel a sense of desire and I hope that your brain doesn't try to convince you that that's a sense of urgency because there is more than enough time for you to, there's, as long as you're here as your Emily, there will be endless um, ideas that you have of things you want to try. And what if there's no wrong answer? Okay. Yeah. Okay. What does that prompt in you? I'm curious what you're, what you're feeling right now. No, I think, um, I think that's certainly helpful. I do, you know, I struggle with the, like, almost a feeling of regret for not having to like come to this point. 
mm-hmm. in my spirit sooner. Like I can't, I have to like brush away thoughts of like wasted time or what I perceive yeah. as yeah. wasted time. And just like keep telling myself that it's part of the journey and that I have plenty of time left. And I think I like, there is that sense of urgency. Um, I do have a desire to like express more creativity and um, be free in that way. There is a little bit of fear. I think there's a fear of, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Am I taking the right path? <laughs> yeah. So you wanted to listen again to the, to what we were just sharing there. Cause I think it answers and addresses each of those points, which makes me very happy that your team knew what to talk about there. Um, and the, the other part, so I love that they address the, there's no urgency, right? And in terms of like, oh, I should have been there before, et cetera. Um, yeah, I feel your team's just love and respect for every, every iteration and every timeline of you as Emily. So please don't, that's definitely not coming from your team in terms of um, like, oh, well, it took you long enough. There's none of that energy from your team at all. Um, You guys, our teams appreciate so much that we have tremendous amount of choice in this reality, even though some of us feel like we have no choice. We probably have more choice than we even want to consider at times about who and what we are and what we offer and what we say yes to, what we offer as ourselves, what you are as Emily in the world is so much up to you. What I am as Jill in this world is so much up to me. That should be more than enough to keep us busy. And yet a lot of us find all these other distractions rather than feel as, um, I wanna say as inspired by that freedom that we have, or some of us get distracted because we don't want that responsibility. So we keep looking elsewhere for things that the world is asking us to do as if we have no say in the matter and who and what we are, even in those situations. Okay. So we've never looked at you, Emily, as anything less than a spiritual being, right? You can be, I mean, someone I, I, I know when I was in corporate, I was, even though I didn't, I wasn't consciously aware of being very soulful. Um, I always wanted to, you know, uh, leave even a cubicle better than when I found it, cleaner than when I found it. I wanted to do my best in projects. Um, I wanted to do a great job for my bosses and for the company I worked for. Those are very godly attributes, if you really think about it. So even though I may not have been spiritual, quote unquote, I was very much, I think, proud in a lot of ways of, of who and what I was choosing to be as my Jill, even in a purely corporate environment, not knowing any of this stuff. So nothing can get in the way of the light that you are. No role is unspiritual. No job is unspiritual. The spiritual component isn't isn't the job. It isn't the role. It's you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That just is. That just like that's so powerful and just so. Yeah, I think I just needed to hear, like, just just create, just, it's okay. <laughs> create the Emily that you want to be in all the roles that you play, right? Yeah. And that doesn't have to be, you know, any caricature of spirituality, right? It can be your version of it. Because when you recognize really that you are the light of your team, you're the Emily of your team, we can't not be that light. Yeah. There's, there's, so this whole thing about, well, that's, 
you know, that's not a spiritual, you know, some people say, well, that's not a spiritual job. So I had to leave my law practice still. It's not spiritual enough. And I'm like, you help people every day. How is that not spiritual in matters that they can't, they don't know themselves. They don't have the training that you, that one does as an attorney. So how is that, how is that ungodly exactly? Right. So there's a lot of really, um, over-engineered ideas about what is high vibe and what isn't and what is spiritual and what isn't as if our teams are like, God, I got to get her out of that law, that law job. She's still an attorney. Can you believe it? <laughs> it? It's like, no, that's not, no, 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 no. That's a, that's a false impression that is available to us here and sounds so convincing. Cause it's like, yes, that's true. I have felt stuck in my job. It's like, no, no, that's cause we weren't letting the light into our life, no matter what we were doing. The problem isn't the job. The problem is us blocking these source energy layers from everything that we are and everything that we do in the world. Oh, Emily, you are lit up, sister. <laughs> I, just, I just feel this huge ball of light within you just going, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I just real quickly, because I know you want to get to other yep. people, but Great I shed some, I'm a home organizer. I help people declutter and clear out extra things from their life. And I've, you know, always kind of kept myself very busy. And recently I've made some really tough decisions to let some clutter out of my schedule. And I feel like I'm just, there's that fear of like, am I doing the right thing? But also just this overwhelming, I think part of why I was crying before I start, even started speaking was because I'm excited. There's just been this like huge weight lifted off my shoulder. And I'm, you know, just feel like I'm just starting my my journey to like really create myself. And, and that's, mm-hmm. it, I feel it very powerfully. So um, I'm excited and I'm, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Beautiful. And one tip related to that. Um, and I, I hear doves in the background. Are you like in Hawaii or somewhere? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope but, I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, okay. I hear these doves cooing that reminds me of Hawaii. That's interesting. Okay. I love those doves though. Maybe it's just in your aura. <laughs> um, but this sense of kind of a bold move about like cutting something out of your life or cutting something out of your schedule, a low risk move would be to try try it on a on literally a trial basis that you give yourself maybe two weeks or two months and if it involves another person that you're saying I'm doing a de- I'm doing a test run um, where you know I'm gonna do the, if you need to know to, if anyone needs to be notified right and then just see how it goes does it free you up or does it make you feel yeah is it not what you thought it would be okay right so doing it as a trial run versus a because I feel like part of your Part of your system is very much, no, 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 I need to make decisions. I can't string people along, et cetera. And I feel like there's some individuals or some projects that would be fine if you sort of strung them along while you're doing a two week or two month kind of test run of another way that you're managing your schedule and managing your life. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Great to talk to with you, Emily. I love your question, by the way. And I'm a home home organizer uh, client kind of person. (laughs) You should should see my piles. (laughs) All right. Love you, Emily. Thank you. Okay. Very good. I think she muted. Okay. You guys are so good at this. Um, All right. Let's do Renee next. Hi, Jill. Hi. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for taking this call. You're welcome. 
I'm very grateful. And I would love to have just a mini reading. I tend to get too much in my head. And I think I just want to hear from my team. Okay, very good. Um, and they're laughing. I'm just going to let them say this. We don't think you're too much in your head at all. <laughs> we, <laughs> we love how balanced you are in terms of the utilization of your mind to explore ideas and to sort of assess and have your own opinion and, and create your own opinion about how things are going. Um, research, what we've talked about you before is like this cosmic researcher that loves to kind of keep tabs on different things going on within this, within this realm. Um, and you do a beautiful job with that. So our, our reading for you is, yeah. I mean, sister, you know, probably more than most people, the um, fragility of life and how short life can be. And what we would want to uh, remind you of, if we can, please, is that enjoying your Renee, enjoying yourself, enjoying your life and uh, you in the world as much as possible is such a wonderful way to literally live. Um, so wherever you're feeling like you're want, like you're enjoying and you're wanting, or you're meeting commitments and obligations, et cetera, that's, that's wonderful. Wherever there's a part of you that feels like, like you need to be doing something, but you don't really want to be doing something. There are things that obviously all humans need to do that maybe they don't want to do, whether it's picking up, you know, Jill's dog's poop in the yard or something like that. It's not always joyful, but we don't want you to feel like you are imposed to do certain things or research projects, et cetera. Whenever you feel like you want to take a break from certain projects and certain um, choices that you make as Renee, that's completely okay to set it down for a while you don't have to do it. It's um, if you enjoy doing it, you see benefit in it. That's wonderful. Um, you're an amazingly um, hardworking, diligent, um, devoted and motivated Renee. And we love those aspects of you. Um, there. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, your sister's coming through. Just remember with some of the things that you do in your day, there doesn't have to be a goal. There doesn't have to be a specific purpose. It can just be to enjoy it. It doesn't have to be for health. It doesn't have to be for clients. It doesn't have to be for expanding your mind or expanding your consciousness. It can just be a purpose of enjoying your Renee in the world that you are. Oh, that's great. That's so right on. About your shoulders. <laughs> they know me. Yeah. They know me. <laughs> Who would have thunk it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love how your sister said it because I could tell I was trying to get the words right, but I felt like I was not getting the words right. And then your sister's like, I'll help. And I'm like, yes, please help me get these words right. And then the way she said it, I was like, okay, that's what they were trying to say. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. This was. This really means a lot because I do have, I have lots of kids and lots of grandkids and it just seems like there's so many obligations. Mm -hmm. And so because I am that type of person that wants to fulfill people's wishes, yes. I tend to over, overdo myself. And yeah. I agree. I need to take those breaks and not worry about that. So I it was, it was spot on. Yeah. And I, and yeah, I, I that was interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, perfect. Good. <laughs> so glad. <laughs> okay. Love you, sister. Good to see you. Thank you so much again. You're so welcome. All right, Paige, I feel you beaming out there. Let's do Paige. We're doing so well in time, by the way, you guys. Hi, Paige. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Jill, um, <clears throat> I wanted, um, I'm not sure if it's a, a reading or I have a question for my team, I guess. Is that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm feeling a lot of frustration at work right now at the salon. Mm. And, you know, with people not wearing their mask and it not being safe and it's, it's feels like a constant struggle that I have to fight with the owner and get her to do her job and that kind of stuff. And so I'm just thinking if it's a good time to move or not now, or. Hmm. And you don't want to move where you live, right? You like where you live. Yeah, I'm just talking about location of salon or going into more of a private thing or. Okay. Okay. So um, let's take a nice deep breath together here. Okay. All right. Um, the first thing that I feel from your team is they're pleased that you're looking at this because it this is a really awkward time for pretty much all of us in this world in terms of this awkward, um, you know, different ideas and different approaches and what's safe and what isn't safe and what's unhealthy and what is healthy. It's really confusing right now. And there, it isn't as black and white as some people are, are wanting to imagine that it is. And I'm going to let your team uh, speak from here. We love that you're looking at this because it, it shouldn't have to be this hard for you to, there shouldn't have to be this extra other um, chaotic, um, contentious energy around your work and your clients and you offering the light that you are through mm -hmm. the, the hairstyling services that you do so well and so much more because <laughs> you're more than a hairstylist, as you know, <laughs> therapist, counselor, <laughs> you know, um, healer. So we like the, where your kind of, where your ideas are going in terms of what other options might work better because we don't see the situation changing anytime soon. Um, it might get better right within the next three to six months, but it's, it's possible that in some communities that even a year from now, there's still this masks or no masks and who's vaccinated and who has proof of vaccination. Every community is so unique, you guys, globally. There's a lot of variety in what is being experienced related to not only the virus, but the response to the virus is highly varied. And where you are in California, there, there is this, um, yeah, there is just a very different mandated, you know, we must be safe sort of thing. So if you, we like the idea of you having your own space or some sort of a, um, a more independent vibe for you to be you and to offer your light and offer your, your gifts and earn a living, et cetera, in a space that doesn't have as much of that. Um, I want to say autocracy. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And I, oh yeah, thank you. I, your team wanted to start with this. And then I went on the other angle. You're, we feel like your clients will definitely follow you. 
Um, and then just letting it be their lead in terms of what makes them feel safe in, you know, and on a client by client basis, because then you could be more adaptable to each of them versus having some universal policy that's imposed on all of you. How does that feel to you, Paige? Yeah, it feels, it feels good. Okay. I just, yeah, it feels good. I'm just tired of the struggle. Yeah. When I just want to go and, and work and, you know, right. offer my services. Yeah. I make a living, tired of them. right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 Okay. So do you have some ideas already for how you would do that in more of an independent, um, autonomous fashion? Yeah, they have, you know, there's places that, that are individual. Okay. You know, and I, and I have been looking. Uh-huh. Good. Very good. Yep. And they, and your team wants to offer some advice that it's not about looking for a space that thinks just like you do, um, but more about a space that, that allows each of the different um, uh, service providers to create their own experience for their clients. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. Very good. Oh, I feel this weight like lifted <laughs> off of your, off of your chest in terms of, okay, good. Yeah. So Jill. Yes. I, I just want to say that I really, um, I really enjoy the, uh, the voiceovers. I love the different characters that you have provided thus far in the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, oh, you have no idea. Oh my God. That was, that was, that was your team and my team kind of, yeah. Give me a thank you characters. That's good. Cause I, I actually thought about opening <laughs> this character. I thought of named Zen Jen, <laughs> Zen Jen. And she's a yoga teacher and she's like this caricature of spirituality and maybe she'll come up later in the show. I don't know, but it was really funny when I was, when I was imagining Zen Jen. So thank you. I like it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Okay. All right. You guys, I see Kim P here. Hi, Kim. Hi. Hi. Well, wow. How exciting. Very exciting. And I love everything that happened before me because it let me kind of distill what I needed to ask. Nice. Okay. So I took notes. Okay. Very so good. I feel like my whole life has been waiting for something, mm. for the anger to go away, for physical pain to go away. Mm. Even just to remodel this house that I'm in, I'm like, am I really going to stay here? Should I... Am I going to be able to do it myself and with physical limitations, but I really want to remodel it, but I don't want to live here. <laughs> and then when I do get a spark of something I want to do, mm -hmm. it rises up and then I get a feeling where I'm just like, oh, it's too much. I can't. And it, and I settle back down. And so then I, I wait again. Like, what am I waiting for? What is that? i I don't know. Okay. You right. getting it? You getting it? <laughs> yep, I get it. Okay, so let's take two nice deep breaths together here, please. Okay. Okay. All right. So I love your energy field, by the way, sister. There's such a, there's a sciencey <laughs> sort of organization to your energy field that I love to see. It's awesome. Um, and 
let me let your team, uh, if you will, say this next part. And you guys, for those of you that are new here, what I'm calling your team, I don't know what else to call it, but it's a, it's a, it's a level of wisdom that, and insight and love and compassion, et cetera, transcendentalism that's available to us from it is ourselves. Um, it's a layer of ourselves that somehow feels beyond the reach of ourselves. So when I say your team, I'm not trying to, you know, perpetuate these ideas of spirit guardians that are right next to God on a cloud and the left, you know, quadrant of the galaxy. It's, it's, a, it's a sense of self that is more aware and I want to say more available to wisdom, insight, um, ideas sometimes than we can feel ourselves. Okay. So, so Kim, your team, let me let them sort of say this. There, there's a part of you that from the very get-go of being born as Kim was mm -hmm. sort of like, okay, this reality is not working the way it should, the way it could, and the way I want it to. So I'm just going to like sit back until this gets figured out so I don't waste energy. Um, so I don't, you know, put all this effort into something that can't go the way it should in that messed up sort of atmosphere. Okay. So that structure was a very, um, intelligent interpretation and yet we want to offer you an upgrade. Okay. So a reinterpretation or reframing of that is this world is exactly as you see it. it. It is what it is. So what you are sensing now is, should I still wait around for it to become another state of itself? Or should I just be the Kim that I want to be amidst what is? So what's interesting is that, and I hope this doesn't come across as insensitive or uh, rude in any way, but part of your Kim has interpreted it as um, I need to wait for, the, for any pain sensations to go away. I need to wait for my uh, living situation and living environment to be up to my standards and what I want it to be. And it's sort of a game in a way, because those aren't, I mean, it's not that they're not ideal. We hear you that, that pain is not fun and a less than ideal environment is not fun either. But even if, even if you were out of pain, there would still be the sense of, but what, what do I want to be and offer and express as my Kim? And even if you had a magic wand for your living situation, there would I don't think it would be as, I don't think that wholeness and completeness that you're looking for would be in that scenario either. Yeah. That's why I kind of ended it with like, what really what really is that? <laughs> yes. Okay. So what we would like to offer you is a space within yourself as Kim for any sort of, it's almost like a pot. I'm like, you're creating a pot on the stove, like a, a made, like the best oven and stove ever, by the way, the chef's version, the top chef version. And they've got all these burners and you're creating a new pot for um, the miss, the, you know, the malcontent of maybe your physical body, uh, the amount of pain that you live with, your um, the living environment, and and what the house looks like or whatever, and you just keep putting it in that one pot so it can hold all of it, because it needs a container to it because your mind is super strong and I, I we love it and I love it as Jill that you have this beautifully strong mind, but it focuses on 
it prioritizes almost like the wrong things. So you need a container with a boundary for that malcontent so that you can let yourself be like, well, that's not good enough or that that's not the way I want it to be. And it's like another bigger part of you is saying yes. And right. Because that will give you more of the literal freedom and liberation to create the Kim you want to be, be the Kim you want to be, feel the way you want to feel amidst all of those things, even the world being exactly what it is. So, and your temptation, and you're going to want to watch for this, your temptation, because the patterns are there for, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that yet, Jill, because we've still got, it's got a whole list, like a laundry list of problems that it needs to solve makes, you know, less than ideal situations ideal. It's that layer of you has its own list. It's like a taskmaster. So taskmaster Kim keeps wanting to drag out that list and stopping you from proceeding in more creative imagination. And well, what about this and scenario analysis or whatever that looks like for you. So taskmaster Kim is getting in the way. And worried about making the wrong choice. Yes. Oh, a whole new list of tasks. Right? Yeah. Thank you for bringing yeah. up that. So she's, yeah. Cause we can't, it's messy. There, there are risks for sure. So yeah. there will always be those risks. So the minute that that side of you comes up, a great approach is, yeah. So, but she's, I've, I've been doing that. I've actually been like inching toward this actually. Now that I hear you saying out loud, I'm like, you know, so this is nice validation because Good. I must be getting the message. You were on the right track. Exactly. That's so true. Um, and that, that the taskmaster Kim, I love her. Right. I mean, she keeps things in order as much as she can, but there's also things that are beyond her control. And sadly, that's what she obsesses over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but related to this, and this kind of relates to Emily's question. I don't know if you noticed that, that same, uh, synchronicity there, but I did actually. Yes. Yeah. It helped yeah. me distill my question. Actually. Good. That's yeah. good. Because another sort of, um, analogy here is that some of us are waiting for the brain to say, okay, now go like now do that or now be that. And again, it's another trick because the brain will never, that taskmaster side of us, the risk manager, the risk analyzer is never going to feel comfortable with all the risks. It's never going to feel like it, like there's like, there's enough guarantees. It's never going to feel like it has enough information. So it will never give the green light. So my strategy, and it works well for, for a lot of my clients is don't ask it to be ready. I love that. That, that just opens. That was really, that was a beautiful pearl for me. That was great. Oh, Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Your team is so excited about you creating these workarounds around Taskmaster Kim and, and no, not yet, Kim, (laughs) you know, you're like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Right. And it will feel irresponsible. It will feel messy. It will feel reckless. Right. So I just have to create, I know, because I have versions of this myself, so I can completely relate that there's so many things that I've done that my risk, my taskmaster Jill or risk analyzer Jill would never still doesn't say yes to. And yet I, I did it anyway. And I'm so glad I did. And was it perfect? Oh my God, fudge, no. But am I glad I did it? Because it still offered value and still offered benefit, even though it wasn't perfect. 
that Taskmaster Jill and Taskmaster Kim wants everything to be perfect before it will give the green light. And that's not reality, right? That's not reality. And I don't want to spend my whole life waiting for some sense of me being perfect, which is never going to happen, or the situation being perfect before I try something out. Yes, I might fail. And I'm still Jill with positive intentions, hoping it would have gone better than it did or whatever. So if, if it ends up going horribly badly, I'll say, sorry, I'll hold myself accountable, whatever. But so it's games that that taskmaster version that some of us have, it's a total, it's a total facade. And if we give into it, oh my God, we're just always going to feel like, sorry, I, sorry, I overanalyze sometimes or over analogize sometimes, but Sometimes it feels like the thoroughbred that just let me race already. I'm behind the gate. I'm all, you know, giddy up, ready to go. And constantly there's the, okay, uh, it's been canceled, rain delay. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I just want to get out there. I just want to be this version of me. So yeah. screw the gate. I'm going around the gate. I'm going to run the track and it's going to be muddy. There's going to be mud flying everywhere, but it's going to feel so free. It's going to be good. And people are going to go, whoa, who's that horse? Like out on the track. All the others are behind the fence. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. It just, that was perfect. Good. Yay. Love you, Kim. Yeah. Love you too. <laughs> okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Oh, we have so many hands up. Oh my God. This is so great. I love you guys. This is, I'm loving this. I hope you guys are too. Okay. Agveta, I see you. Hi, Jill. Hi. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would like to have a mini reading, please. Agveta, <sighs> mm. you are very much um, a part of the, I mean, what some people, and in, in it can feel like a cliche, but, but in your case, it's not. You are so much about the new frequencies and the new energies um, and the new healing um, rays and all of these things. We just, we just want to affirm that, that no matter how long you may have been doing this or into this sort of work and what you offer in terms of a healer, et cetera, um, there, you are always curious about, is there another way to do this? Is there a better result that can be achieved? Is there another way into, um, wellness and wholeness and sense of inner peace and inner solitude? And that curiosity is what is constantly connecting you with the widest frequency range of healing and source energy available on the planet. It is curiosity that is the, the on-ramp to those extremely pure frequencies of source. So we just wanted to acknowledge that, affirm that, celebrate that you in you as a kveta. Um, it's, yeah. So related to that, um, related to your work, related to your personal life, et cetera, the more that you can know the original source energy that you are, it's okay that others may not see that. It's okay that others don't know that. It's, but it is very um, empowering and maybe even enjoyable for you to know that as a Kveta so that you can be those source energy layers even when others aren't expecting it, aren't, aren't planning on it, didn't know to ask for it. Um, and that you allow that range of you to be 
um, that depth in all of those roles. Okay. But trust yourself is kind of the, the overall umbrella that we want to say um, is it's, it's completely appropriate for you to trust yourself in all of these roles that you play. Okay. How are you feeling right there, sister? I feel good to, uh, you know, to remind me to trust to myself. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're very trustworthy in the light that you are sister. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. All right, Dan, we're coming over to you. I got to find you in this list. So, okay, there you are. All right, Dan, you ready? Yeah. Hi, Jill. Hi, brother. Hello. Thank you for uh, running your show and for connecting with us all today. Um, so I guess I, I guess I'm going to go with a question as opposed to a, a reading. Okay. Yep. Um, and I guess with everything that's going on right now in the world, I've been finding myself very stuck and kind of isolated. Um, mm. My views are somewhat different from what a lot of people think is going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that makes me feel responsible to share my, the way I'm seeing things. Mm -hmm. But through doing that, I've become very isolated and I'm really struggling with it. And okay. I want to move forward to my healing practice. And I'm just finding that I keep mm -hmm. getting sucked down into this dark hole. And I had to do a lot of management work to take myself back out of it. And it's just causing a lot of, Kind of interference in my mind and I, I'm just feeling just could do a little guidance on how to, to best okay. move forward and kind of look after myself and be available for others okay got it oh Dan I really love your energy field there's such a, a beautiful um, service to others and beautifully pure-hearted intentions very angelic uh, positive intentions and wanting to leave things better than when you found them sort of essence to you and it's just absolutely it's so beautiful. I just wanted to acknowledge that first. Um, your voice also has a very soothing, healing quality to it. And I just wanted to, to point out that too. Okay, so isolation. And I feel your team just really wanting to give you a big hug um, because they're, because that helper nature of you is so motivated to help others wherever you are feeling like, um, like, well, how do I proceed if it's that different? Should I just hold back and let everyone be themselves? Or should I somehow, how could I offer another way to look at things, another way to look at themselves, a, a reframe? How do you offer a reframe in this world that isn't being asked for, right? Um, Jesus very much had that, had that viewpoint um, and that archetype in a way. But Dan, in so many ways, you as your team created a Dan to insert its own energy profile, its own expression of source energy, its own animation of love and healing and light and well-being, along with inserting its own, your own, your team's own ideas of a, a whole bunch of things that you care about. So we're encouraging you to explore ways of sharing your perspective um, that is only taking ownership for, it's almost like 
I wonder if this is true, or I sense that this might be what's really going on, or I sense that this might be an answer, right? You're, you're not jamming it down anyone's throat. You're not disregarding their own opinions. You're just offering a different perspective that it otherwise would not have if you don't speak up and don't share it. Okay. Yes. So I, f- I feel your heart opening up like, okay. And, the, and then I, I, I also, yeah, <laughs> Mary Magdalene wants to come in. Now we want to, we want to point out that for a lot of individuals that have these very unique ways of being that are very different than your upbringing, very different than maybe your, your family and like childhood friends, there is a natural temptation for those of you that are like that to want to get the approval of that inner circle as somehow evidence of how the rest of the world may benefit or receive these unique ideas or original creations. And sadly, sometimes the the family structure, um, childhood friends structure, buddies, you know, kind of structure um, is almost like the worst assessors of whether you are like on the right track and whether the world would receive it well or not. So if the isolation or even feeling rejected or ignored is ever for any of you coming from your inner circle, we'd like to offer you a workaround. What if it was never for them? What if they would rather only think of you and only know you in the, you know, their brother, their sister, their daughter, their son, um, you know, the Dan from when you were 10, you know, the Jill from when you were 15, whatever, Jill, the neighbor, Jill, the mom, I mean, all the roles that all of us play, there is a huge part of our lives community that does not see us and may never see us in these expanded transcendental ways. So the answer is, don't ask them to. They don't need to. They don't need to bless you before you uh, unleash yourself on the rest of the world and release that light in those perspectives. So for some of you, that means a different Facebook profile or, you know, a different, you know, there's one for the friends and family, and then there's a different one where you are create where you are creating space for you to be and offer and explore these layers of you that are beyond your genealogy, that are beyond your, how you were raised in this world, that are beyond your, your family structure and your friend structure, that it's transcendental to all of that. And they may never see you that way. They never have to. They don't need to be interested in it. They don't need to like that part of you. They don't even need to know that part of you. You could look at it as a completely Um, adjacent expression of yourself that is very different than how you know, than how you know yourself in the other ways. It's an additional role where you give yourself more freedom to be unleashed in the light that you are. But yeah, that, that really resonates. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. So Dan, your unique ideas, I, I feel your team wanting you to get excited about them because they're so unique. Um, And that leader part of you is there. So it's not that the sense of isolation goes away because the more unique your ideas and perspectives are, 
the more lonely it can feel, but it's only the part of us. It's only part of us that feels like, wow, it'd be really nice if someone else, you know, I can have a conversation about this with someone else. It's only a portion of ourselves. There's another portion of ourselves that's like, isn't it great that we've got these original ideas that we don't hear anyone else talking about, that, that we get to share them. They're, it's kind of like our gift to the world and who knows how it's going to receive it, but isn't that amazing? We've got this original thing that we can be and express and set up space for in the world for us to be that too. Isn't that crazy? That's so great. It's freeing. We don't need to wait for the other rest of the world to see what we see because it's us as the leader, the visionary to see it for them. And then maybe they'll see it or maybe they won't. Dan, how does that part feel to you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, amazing how you shifted it from me feeling held back and restricted and kind of bottled up. So now feeling like I really move forward and have different aspects of myself. I really like that. So it's good. Thank you very much. I really oh, appreciate it. You're so welcome, Dan. Oh, I'm glad I glad I came over to you because I feel like that question <laughs> would relate to a lot of people. <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. You guys, I want to add um, related to Dan's that um, I, it's, a few of you may have heard the story, but when I first realized the gifts that I have, there was a part of me and somebody, unfortunately, somebody told me the story and it really planted itself in my gel. They, I was at this small group reading in my town and they, somebody had known um, Esther Hicks way when, when Esther did small group readings in homes, and I think she's from Utah or something, and I'm from Idaho. So the person that was at this group reading uh, in the circle I was, I was uh, sharing had known Esther then. And she was like, oh, this is just going to be like Esther. You're just going to be like, it's going to be like Esther for you. You're going to get discovered. Uh, it's it's going to take off. You know, the, it's going to happen for you. And I, w- I was doing it for maybe a year at the time. Samson, you're okay. Um, and I, I was like, oh, that would be cool. Right. Cause I, I want to share, I want to help people. I think I've got my own version of connection that, that is different and I don't follow Esther. So that's kind of an, I think I actually had to look her up after this woman, uh, Midge said that, but I was kind of intrigued. And I was like, oh, that could be cool if she's seeing something I'm not seeing. And then after a while, it was so funny because my team was like, what are we waiting for again? And I'm like, I think we're waiting to be discovered. And my team was like, what if that doesn't happen? (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That may not happen. Okay. And then my team was like, why don't you create your own stage? and share what you want to share. And then if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. If you get discovered, you do. And if you don't, you don't, but you're still creating space for that, those layers of Jill, that Jill to be online in your world, no matter who sees you or doesn't see you or who discovers you or who doesn't discover you. So that's what I did. I created the podcast on Block Talk Radio um, in like 2010. And it wasn't about, it wasn't for the aim of any person discovering me. It was literally for the purpose of me sharing what I wanted to share with the world. So every podcast I did was, what do I wish the world knew today? And I always have something I wish the world knew today. Sometimes it's more profound than others, but that's given me an outlet that this world that wasn't like, Joe, would you please do a podcast for us? I mean, I didn't even know who I was, right? Um, So this world isn't always receptive to new and original 
perspectives, especially when they contradict um, other ideologies and other established frameworks, et cetera. So I, I totally get the loneliness part. I totally get the feeling ignored part. Um, anyway, I just wanted to toss that in. Okay. All right. Let's move down the list here. Um, let's do Nat. I like that name, Nat. Hi, Jill. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks. So what, what are you, um, <laughs> do you want to ask a question or do you want a mini reading? You know, um, I would have too many questions. <laughs> so yeah, I'll go with the mini re uh, reading, Jill. Okay. But, and I do, I just, I want to test this a little bit. Is there one question in particular that you really hope your team wants to hope your team answers? Because we can still combine a reading into any question that you'll ask. You know, Yes. Um, I just don't know how to word it. I've been, okay. um, go ahead, word it. I, I don't even know how to word this. I've been getting, um, so much like information and I, it, this has been going on for a while and I, I, I constantly second guess and question, is this my imagination or is this coming from somewhere? And then something will happen to validate that, no, this was not your imagination. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know what to do with that. It's, and it's been going on and then, but I don't know what to ask about it. Oh, no, you worded it beautifully. We know more than, <laughs> we got it. We got it. Okay. Um, so you're describing something and my team is answering first here, but there, this is a natural, um, symptom in a way of any of us that have a clear cognizant slash clear sentient, um, ability. Those that are clairvoyant, I've actually made a meme about it over the last two weeks. It's on, it's on my Instagram feed. If you go fight it, it'll be funny. You'll, you'll giggle. Um, those that are clairvoyant, those that are clairaudient have a much more, it's a much more obvious, there's a level of obviousness to it and clarity to it, that those of us that have an inner knowing and inner feeling it to us, that, that sense of ability feels so much like our thoughts and our own mind. It's very hard to tell the difference. Um, so it's sort of like, what do I do with it? So I want to kind of first touch on that and I will give some specific tips, but the other thing is, and your team is pointing this out, there's a way, Nat, that you're referring to it almost like, like you are Nat and you have a gift and the gift is more important and more valuable than your Nat. So you are in service energetically to this gift um, and you don't want to get it wrong. And, you know, what should it, what, what is it and what should I do with it? What, what does it want to be sort of thing? And we would rather that the gift be in service to you as Nat, as the operator of the gift, not the gift in operation of Nat. Okay. That, that felt bad. I feel your mind just like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's keep going here. So what do you, like, what is it? Um, I, I love that you've had the experiences of confirmation, affirmation, so that you can trust it more. Um, but it, it, we don't always have that luxury, right. Of affirmation and confirmation in the world. Sometimes all we've got 
is that sensation, is that inner knowing, and either we believe it or we don't, but we just don't want you to feel like there is a, like messages being sent to you that, that if you don't hear it right and, or not hear it, but since if you don't get it right, then like you've missed this big opportunity and you've disappointed your team and disappointed God or, or anything like that. It's, it's, it's okay. Right. So we just want you to feel in, in more in authority and more agency of your NAT that yes, you have this ability and how do you as NAT want to use it or not use it? How do you as Nat want to rely on it or not rely on it? How do you as Nat want to, um, I want to say deploy it sort of in this world, in the roles that either you presently play or new roles that you may want to explore slash create, not find, explore and create as your Nat, given that you do have these abilities. Um, okay, so that's the next part. The third part, how do you tell the difference? And I have a, a a really strong operating system with this myself. So the way that I do it as Jill and your team, I'm asking them, is that the way they want me to go with this? They're like, yes. Okay. Um, so as my Jill, if it's something, if I'm getting something, we don't even have great words for clairsentience and claircognizance. <laughs> anyway, um, if what I'm getting is something I could not known, I could have not, I, there's no other way I could have known it as my Jill. There wasn't a phone call. There wasn't a memo. There wasn't an email. There wasn't an internet search. It just, it came from a source that's beyond all earthly and five sensory awareness systems. That's the first sign of, oh, okay, this is, this is something else. doesn't always mean it's more special or more grand. It's just through a different channel of communication that some of us have access to. So that's like, oh, okay, that's different. My next sort of assessment is, is it loving of me and loving of everyone else, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That's a really, and the minute I sort of instituted that system, I, I got rid of a lot of other just kind of noise, right? Which is more like um, astral plane, um, galactic battle, you know, there's a battle going on in the third quadrant of the second universe still. And, you know, just, just noise. And I know other channelers, they, they hone in their radio dials to that noise. And I don't know why, because we've got enough going on here. We don't need to be keeping track of any sort of intergalactic oh God, no. stellar, whatever. I'm like, we got our hands full people. Let's just, let's just focus on here. Should we? Um, anyway, so there's that noise level to some of the other that just, I've kind of realized that, oh yeah, that's why. Thank you. Metatron just said, that's why we started off your mini reading, wanting you to be in authority of the giftedness and what happens with it. Because your Nat is a wonderful uh, surveyor operator of this. And that way you're not at the mercy. You Instead, you are cultivating, you're operating, you're fine-tuning. You are ex, um, not imposing, but you're, you're overlaying your own interests, passions, desires, values for this world, individuals, individual freedom, because they all matter. They don't get in the way of channeling abilities, they amplify channeling abilities. And they make, for me as Jill, I know you guys know it. If it's not accessible and real and pragmatic to this world, I don't want it. I don't, I think that's a distraction, right? So I want us to feel empowered 
in our lives and the, and the risks involved in being here and wanting to do a good job and, you know, wanting to please, if you will, our source energy and make our lives matter and make it count. So this extra additional stuff that some of us can get is to me just noise. And I, I don't appreciate it. I'm bothered by it, et cetera. So you as Nat get to cultivate, you know, what is it that you get? And the more that you feel in operation of the gift, the more um, satisfied you'll feel about it. Like, oh, that's good information. Yes, that's, it's like an aide giving you the right memo at just the right time before you go into the Senate to, to vote on a bill. And <laughs> it's like, yes, that's the perfect executive summary of what I needed to know about this bill. You know what I'm saying? You just have everything that you need because it has a construct. And the construct is the gnat. It's you. Whew. Okay. How are you feeling, sister? That was interesting. There's a lot of information to, yeah. to take in and to, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So how do you like the idea of, of not being in charge versus, if you will, the, the, the gifts and the abilities being in charge? How does that sit with you? I think it sits perfectly. I think it's actually in line with with where I'm going, with my new way of thinking, feeling. Mm. I, I think it's it's perfect. <laughs> I just would have never thought of that gift in along those lines. I'm thinking of, you know, everything else, my decisions, my my just the way I, I look at things, the way I address people, the way I deal with situations and people that is exactly that's right like on target and and now to bring that kind of dimension into into it it's it's perfect i just don't know what to do about it but it's perfect <laughs> and that's it's okay to not know what to do about it because the and that's the reason why it's okay to not know is because oh. there isn't one right, one right answer okay right yeah Oh, that's, I feel your team's respect for you. I feel their love, um, love of Nat. They're just, they love you. Um, and they are pointing out that, and I, I think you've seen it too, that you overthink some things. Um, so maybe listen to what we were saying earlier to some of the others about tricks to not let the mind get overly involved in it. Um, my mind is very humbled by my gifts. I got to say, and I have a super strong mind. So it sort of feels like it was the top scientist in my life until I was about 38 or 39. And then I got this huge demotion. <laughs> so I give that part of my Jill a big hug because she always wants to say, well, I'm an MBA and I had this, you know, successful corporate experience. And she's wanting credit for that version of, of myself as Jill. And I do respect her, but she can't do this. She, she doesn't have the wiring. She's limited to the five human senses. So I'm sorry, it's weird maybe to talk for some people to hear me talking about myself in third person, but I look at us all as this multidimensional, um, almost like paper dolls or nesting, nesting dolls. And all of us have these other layers that we didn't, sometimes we didn't even know were possible. So as we bring on these other layers online, there's this interesting uh, integration and uh almost like a familial sort of dynamic that can happen, like when a new baby's born, but it's born as like the chief scientist. It's like, oh, well, what am I then? Um, so it's good to have a sense of self and all these layers of self. To me, it doesn't overcomplicate it, it actually simplifies it greatly. Um, 
so it's uh, it's interesting. So the the mental part of us wants to have, like we were talking about earlier, wants to have the plan, wants to know when lunch is going to taste like before we make it. It's got a whole bunch of tricks that the mind uses, and it's not meaning to trick us, but the it's the mind that's tricked. The mind has a game that it's playing, and it doesn't know it's playing it. Where it's like, well, I I need to know what to do next, or I'm not moving, you know. And it's like, no, we can't taste the lunch until we make it. We won't know it's a good move until we make it. And the mind is like, well, then I'm not moving. Okay, fine. That's why we're stuck because you won't move. So rather than ask the mind to feel comfortable, to feel clear, to feel like there's a good plan, the only plan there is is what you're going to try next. That's that's it. That's that's the only thing the plan can be at that level. And that part of us will never like it. There's a part of us that will always be resistant. And, but if we keep obliging those layers of us, we'll never do anything that we could do, not have to do that. We probably want to do. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Reset. Oh, I feel your team just like, Oh, now she's in charge still. And I'm like, yes, that's in charge. Perfect. Wow. Of nap, right? Wow. Oh, I wish I could give you a big hug or go clink with little glasses. How you doing, Nat? Good. You're Good. So Good. Wow. Oh, I'm so glad you raised your hand and I'm glad we hopped over to you. That was fun. I love what came through for you. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Okay. Eileen, I see you over there. Hi, sister. Hi, Jill. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, good. Yes. Okay. Well, I have like two pages of questions, so I should probably go for the mini reading instead. <laughs> Actually, for any of you that have a list of questions, I do feel your team going, no, just pick one, just pick any of those questions and let's do that. Okay, well, I guess, the most, okay, the one question that's really gnawing at me the most has to do with um, Jesus and the templates that went out that were not accurate, that had some major distortion with them, um, that actually... Um, meant that there were a lot of healers and other gifted individuals who um, picked up on them that kind of got off track with um, their feelings of ascension from the 3D to the 5D happening eminently. And as a group, I mean, I've heard also stories about it going in waves so everyone's not going up at the same time and all that and I'm so grateful that I was led to you to kind of help me sort through all of that but if you wouldn't mind explaining you know who started that ascension distortion and why and why wasn't it corrected so we could kind of be all on the same page okay Oh, good question. I can't wait to see how they answer this. So um, 
you're using terminology that I know I don't use. So um, I know that it's like another Chandler's information or another person's perspective, et cetera. So rather than try and um, go to that version of a distortion and try and explain it, we're gonna give you the answer that, that we hope um, is, well, our version of accuracy and our version of truth, obviously. Okay, so um, yeah, let me go deeper here. And then we'll do one question after this. There were no false templates sent out, but there were false interpretations made and it is best, it is wise to not expect humanity or even spiritual enthusiasts to get on the same page or be on the same page. It's okay to not be on the same page as a community or as humans on earth. Part of the impetus for earth being what it is and humanity being offered the experience that, that it has and source being offered the opportunity to humanize, if you will, itself is in the divergency, not the convergency, okay? The diversity, not the unity. We have unity as our source energy layers. We don't need it within the earth plane, but it has been some within the earth planes idea that somehow there was supposed to be unity here. Um, there is supposed to be unity here. There's it's possible to have unity here. And that's not coming from us. We're not sending messages like that. We're not, it's because we don't look at that as, as real um, or possible even. Okay, so let's just, yeah, for any of you, just let yourself feel any reaction you have about that disappointment, anger, frustration. Some of you have dedicated a lot of time and energy to creating frameworks for unity, unity itself, um, frequency codes for unity, etc. Some of you have invested a lot in order for that outcome. And now here we are saying that's not on the docket like that. That isn't Jesus never said that. He never said, we're all going to get on the same page. What he was really saying is, the truth and the way and the light of source energy is within life. It was unfortunately, but not surprisingly interpreted as he was saying it was the truth and the way and the light was within him and all needed to go through him to get to the light. But that isn't what he said. It was interpreted as that because there's common misunderstandings when when a being is speaking the truth of source, it is consistently misunderstood, especially when an individual feels so disconnected from source in and of themselves. So whomever is doing the hearing, the um, 
record, the recording, right, the scribing, um, the interpretation of such messages that are of pure source vibration, because most humans, including those that play those key roles, can't acknowledge themselves as inclusive of source energy range of any kind, they consistently twist it to, oh, we need that, or we're missing this, or someone got that wrong, or we're broken in this way. We've got to repair that. Like, it's like being abandoned on the moon and your, you know, your spaceship is broken or something like that. It's like, see, we're stuck here. You know what I mean? So there's all these false interpretations. So ascension has, in our view, always been about the restoration of light that is within that life form to the consciousness of that life form. It was never out there. It was never a wave. It was never a sequence. There was never a timeline to it. There was never a a destiny for it. Ascension is very personal and very um, individual to, to that person that suddenly decides, not, not, you know, receives, they decide, oh my God, what if I am also source energy and I'm this sometimes messy human or I'm this version of humanity that gets things wrong and some individuals can't pay their bills or they can't seem to get anywhere on time um, or they, you know, anyway, there's just all these other complexities of the humanness, but that source energy range is still there. It can't not be there as life. So that to us is a much purer, more authentic sense of ascension. Now, over the, over the eras, pre-Jesus uh, walking on the planet, while Jesus was walking on the planet, and definitely post-Jesus walking on the planet, when looking at it in linear time, there have been consistent misinterpretations of what Earth is, what humanity is, what God is, what's happening there, what needs to happen there. And it's, it's literally endless. It's, it's endless misunderstandings. So they're trying to make what we offer via our Jill fit with all the other things is sort of like um, a vegan trying to pretend that steak fits in their menu. It's it just, it will, it will never <laughs> come together, right? It's still red meat, right? Um, so it is another way to look at it. And Eileen, you have a beautiful system of being able to think so deeply and grasp concepts that are far beyond the reach of most people's minds, consciousness, et cetera. So you have done a fabulous job really trying on a lot of um, amazingly intriguing ideas. And we would just ask you to be um, opinionated and that you are only owning your opinion. You're not having to decide for anyone else, but for you as Eileen to decide what you feel is true. Because, I mean, let's be, let's be perfectly um, uh, intellectually honest here. None of us can prove this is true. Buddhism can't prove it's true. Christianity can't prove it's true. Muslim can't prove it's true. Judaism can't prove it's true. We can't prove what we're saying is true. This is beyond the not only burden of proof, it's the only ability to prove 
because your whole world is based on proof of the using the five human senses. And these esoteric topics of existential topics are, are completely of the metaphysical beyond five human sensory um, provability standards. So where does that leave you? It, it, for some of you that are like, no, I want that answer. There isn't one answer. So we've always looked at, at our sort of job, if you will, an opportunity with Jill is we're going to, we promise, we vow to be very clear in the answers we feel are true, wanting, longing for, being passionate about you having a clearer choice that we feel is, is much, much more truth-based and much less fantasy-based than some of the other opportunities. If we love some of the other interpretations of, of self, of world, of God, of you know, uh, humanity's evolution, if we liked some of those answers, we wouldn't even be doing this. Jill wouldn't even be Jill because it'd be like, yep, yeah, Buddhism works for everybody. That's good. We're good with that. We're not good with any of that. We're not good with any of that. <laughs> so we're like, we've, we, we want to offer this way to, to pure ascension. We don't want it to be dependent on anyone else or anything else or any broken spaceship being repaired. <laughs> we want it to be wholly available to every single life form on the planet, fully accessible, using no resources outside of themselves. That's, that's Thank our you. Desire, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how is that sitting with you? I feel your lower chakras, by the way, just like relieved, like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely relieved. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great yeah. question, sister. Thank you so much. So glad you, I'm so glad you honed on that one. Cause that was probably for me as Jill, I think that was my favorite. I love all the questions. I shouldn't have just said that, but I mm -hmm. love, I love the big ideas. <laughs> the bigger yeah. The yeah. Better. My mind just keeps going to the broader stories and the broader pictures. And it's like, okay, yeah. I got to I really need to know this. And I thought, well, everyone's asking other stuff about um, their team and They're all great their lives children and, and motherhood and all those things mm -hmm. they all matter they're all absolutely all of course yeah oh I love, I love you sister thanks for i love you hand. i love you i <laughs> love you sister all right you guys let's take one more debbie let's do you you guys have all been so patient Mute me. You're doing it. You did it. Okay. Um, again, I probably went through a lot of questions, and this is the one I came up with. Okay. I don't know. I hope I can put it into the right words. Um, so after my human body dies, and I'm back to source energy, do I remember my experience, Debbie? It's like, I don't want to forget I don't want to forget me because I've finally come to love me. Okay. And, but then I don't know where my family comes in, but you know, and then with my team, do they know me? Am I going to remember me? Oh, Debbie, we've got a great answer for you, sister. And I'm just giving you a big hug. And I love to see this love that you have for your Debbie, that you don't want to forget her. That's a, that's an expression of self-love that is so tender and so sweet and so inspiring. 
Um, so Debbie, I'm just wanting to say good job in that regard. Okay, we have really, we have really good news for you. Okay, okay. So we're gonna edit a little bit, and it's not to pick on you, but it's just to point some things out. Okay. So you said something to the effect of when I die and I rejoin source energy. This is huge. That what you just said right there is is a very common um, perception that when we are human, we are not our source energy. And just let your mind notice that, that, that there's a problem with that, right? We can't not be source energy. It's just that in this world, in our human body suits and all of this interesting wiring that we have in this very interesting reality, it is so natural and designed that we can feel separate from the source energy we are. Okay. So this is so important, not just related to the, the death and the dying and the post-death experience, but it very much affects our earthly experience because some are believing you're not the only ones. I'm so glad you asked this question. There are so many people that are believing that when they die, they're closer to God. Where the fudge does that leave the living? That death is closer to God, right? So you guys, that's not true. Source energy wants to feel like a part of your life. All the ways that, that all of us love another, want to help another, want to reassure another, want to heal another, want to inspire another, want to have another person feel heard and seen and loved for no reason. That is source energy expressing itself through you, through all of us in a group like this. So source energy every day is saying, yay, I have this Debbie to be, I have this Anne to be, I have this Leslie to be, I have this Alicia to be, this Tina to be, this Leslie, this Debbie, Adriana, all of us. Yay, I got all these me's to be. So I can be that godliness and all of their humanness. And all of their humanness isn't getting in the way of me as my source energy at all. I'm so glad I have these me's, okay? So when we die, I'm going to use my props. I'm so happy. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> this might get a little bit silly, but it's real. S Samson is ready to eat later. You can wait, honey. Okay, so yes, this. Can you see it? Okay, so this is a huge orb, right? Right. It's actually a hamster ball or a ferret ball, a rabbit ball. It's something. It's a big, big ball. This is an orb of energy that is around all of us. And this is a little toy representing our humanness. So our humanness is in here. We've got an orb of energy all around us. When we die, this bodysuit is laying like this. And it's like on the ground. So it's like this and the orb is up here and the orb is going, wait, that's my me. I'm not working anymore. What am I going to do? So this orb is your conscious. This orb is your ride, not only in while we're alive, it's containing our consciousness also at death. So what we know as our humanness in this reality dramatically affects the experience we'll have while we're dying and after we die. And it is wonderful that we're having this conversation amidst our humans, right? 
So this orb that we're operating from can tune itself to a version of source energy that we can't not be. Okay, so this orb of consciousness, there's also bigger orbs of bigger orbs of consciousness that include more and more of your source energy. So this version of us feels probably the least amount of source energy that we have available to us. But the bigger and bigger of the orb layers you go to, the more and more it knows itself as source, feels itself as source, and there's nothing it can't know. So of course, the wider and wider ranges of this orb, they're never going to forget this Debbie. They're never going to forget what you knew of as family and friends and loved ones and people and things that matter to you. It can't forget. And it doesn't want to forget. Because at those most expanded layers of source energy, the reason it even created all of this reality is it was curious, a loving, benevolent curiosity of, wow, what would we be as source if we didn't know we were source? And that's what, that's what unfolded in, inside this entire orbital structure. So it's fascinating. It's amazing. It's easy for us in our, in our little, little body suits to be confused and distorted and have misinformation. And, and it's okay because that source energy doesn't, doesn't need us to, to have things straight. It knew we would be confused and have things not straight in this reality. So when you die, it's very beneficial. Let's just say we have a very strong opinion about this. That when you die and you're this and you don't have your this, that you recognize it's confusing, that you that you have a almost like immediate recognition of, okay, my my Debbie is done, laying down my Debbie. But I'm still this. And I'm still source energy. And I am still the force of energy that was driving, animating the Debbie that I loved best. So center in, okay, yes. We're we're clicking all the right buttons here. So your Debbie will no longer be Debbie, but you are then an, and even it, it, there is a mourning to it for sure because your source energy loves your Debbie too. So it's like, oh, Debbie's down, right? Down the Debbie, right? Our Debbie's gone, but we're still, we're still us, we're still a thing, we're still an orb of light. We're still a ray, a frequency range, a source energy that was Debbie and is also infinitely, you know, beyond Debbie. So how wonderful that we had a Debbie to be our source energy and how blessed is it that we are also source energy even beyond our Debbie. So there's nothing you need outside of that orb. So when you die, it's a, it's like, okay, my Debbie's down. Okay. What am I then? Oh, I'm that orb. I'm that orb that we talked about. Okay, good. Okay. So, and this is the part where it gets a little bit uncomfortable for some people to think about, but I want you to have this information. Um, The way that it's shown to me, again, I can't prove it, but that afterlife experience is very confusing because once the Debbie is down, it's very disorienting. And the more individuals only felt like this, the more disorienting it is. So there are sensations of helpers in their own orbital sort of sensations, 
wanting to help in the afterlife and it's outside of you. So, you know, it's, it doesn't, it's does not necessarily what you need because all you really need to do is go within yourself and your orb and you will literally pop out of all of space and time to the range of source energy that you've always been, were never not, and you desire to restore your connection as this to that, that is beyond matter, right? So there's gonna be a whole bunch of helpers in the afterlife saying, oh, let's go meet your family. And you're like, oh, no, no, hang on. They've got a range of themselves that's not themselves either. There, it's all that source energy. So there's nothing in the afterlife anyone needs for uh, reunions, for life reviews, et cetera. That's all a contained distorted system that can, just like earth, has benevolent sides and let's just say less than benevolent sides. So where it sounds like where you really wanna go, Debbie, is beyond aware at the source energy level. Mm-hmm. And when we connected at the beginning in our breath and I asked you to go within and I asked you to recognize a light within your heart, it's exactly the same process. It's just that it doesn't have a heart. <laughs> of this. Okay. And, and just keep going, just keep feeling like, okay, I, I am loved, I am love, I am loved, I am love. And you'll go within yourself and I'm getting the goosebumps. You may notice within yourself, uh, almost like a spot it may look black and that's perfectly fine because black holes are black too. It's a source of creation in the universe. That's where stars are born. You go into that spot and smile. You don't have a smile, smile, but feel a smile as your, as your ball smile. And you will go into that sense of a hole and it'll be like the portal out of all of space and all of time. And it'll be the release beyond space and time. And it'll be you as this orb, almost like resurrecting itself to be in oneness vibrationally then reconnected as the source energy that you were never not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you guys listen to that, watch this part as many times as you need to, because this is a major uh, reality check <laughs> um, about a lot of things related to life, dying, loved ones, lost loved ones, um, the afterlife, eternal life, infinite life, and source energy. Okay. Wow. So Thank you so much. I love you. So Thank welcome. you. Oh, love you. you. Big hugs to you. Great question. To Thank you. Mm, love you, Thank sister. You. Thank you. <sighs> oh, wow. You guys are amazing. Okay. Oh, I love you guys so much. That was so Yeah, I love, thank you to all of you that asked questions. I loved every single one of your questions and I'm so grateful um, to all of us, all of our teams. I'm grateful to my team and what was provided for us. Um, (laughs) Glad I got to use my props. (laughs) Oh, it's like, we need props and I didn't get to do Zen Gen, but maybe I will next time. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Thank you for participating in the very premiere um, episode of Jill's show. I hope you loved it. I loved being here with you. I loved making it playful and I loved how soulful it can be as well as being playful. So thank you. We have another one coming up um, in April. Um, April, 2021. And for now, I'll just plan that maybe five or six a year or something like that and just see how it goes and maybe more often. Um, But we'll see. Okay. (laughs) I love you guys. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. Bye.